Okay, welcome to the second official episode of the Pool Boy Podcast. It is Monday, August 28th. Boom. Monday morning. We're recording this. Obviously, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see that it's clearly nighttime. We're yes. recording this right after we watched Game of Thrones. Our first segment today is going to be Morning Throners. Woo. It's going to be a briefer Morning Throners. But we got a ton of other stuff we're also talking about on the show today. We did another adult realization. I didn't know a bunch of stuff about both Mighty Ducks and Hook. Learned a little bit. We learned a lot. Unbelievable. Upon rewatching, darker. A lot went over Not my head. Darker, just heavier. I gotta revisit Hook. Same. It's been like twelve years. Mighty Ducks always fun to Jesus go back. Jesus Christmas. Mighty Ducks is a lot darker premise than we thought. That's yeah. what we. That's what we learned. We also we did a script doctor. We fixed uh, the Jake Gyllenhaal movie. Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler. Henry fixed that one. I fixed Baywatch. The uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson and. Thank goodness it had Dwayne, promise. But yeah, the Rock fixing. epic. I haven't even seen it, and I gave some some ideas for how they could fix that. We also uh, fixed the Fast and Furious. We, we fixed the Fast and yeah, Furious as not well. Not just New, one movie, the entire done. series. Yeah. New, no New fix, you're welcome. He fixed the entire series that is making billions of dollars annually. So don't worry, Fast and Furious. I know you were and fretting. We did it all without picking up a gun. I know you're trying exactly. Um, we also looked at some of the uh, latest trailers, put them on Tinder, and decided if we were gonna swipe right or swipe left. Good stuff coming out. Uh, good stuff. We we examined Little Evil. Uh, Last Flag Flying, that's the Steve Carell, Brian Cranston, Lawrence Fishburne one. Laugh, riot. <laughs> Not at all. It's about like Vietnam vets and, and, and death and stuff. I'm definitely going to cry. The trailer, they played Neil Young's op- uh, Old Man at, the, at one point in the trailer, and I almost cried watching it. It's pretty good. I could have just listened to Old Man. Oh, man. I would have almost cried just from listening to it. We also looked at Suburbicon, which is the new... Do we ever figure out if that was a Coen Brothers movie? I never looked it up. We never looked it up, but it's kind of a <laughs> Coen Brothers, uh, George Clooney... Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Well, it's a Matt Damon movie, but... He has glasses. That, that sort of movie. It's a serious movie with silly characters. It's ex- yeah. Exactly. Serious plot. <laughs> A little bit of humor if, you, if, if you're looking for it. A flustered Matt Damon just doing his best to keep it all together. Always funny. We also did uh, a fantasy football. It's fantasy football draft season. Mm-hmm. There's a ton of great football movies and TV shows. Friday Tons. Night Lights. Tons. Any Given Sunday. The Longest Yard. The Ma- Waterboy. The Waterboy. Uh, Blue Mountain State. It's a ton. Stuck on You. People forget. Stuck on You. And we went through and we drafted our fantasy movie football teams with those movie characters which like morning throners is going to be a totally separate thing we're going to release that on wednesday august 30th so get ready for that we'll give you probably the first or first two rounds of that but give you, a little sneak peek you'll get the whole thing little on taste, wednesday the appetizer the little bit the appetizer mm. that was almost offensive the way i said that and then <laughs> uh yeah but i mean you know it's monday we just watched game of thrones we can't start this with anything but Game of Thrones, which means it's Morning Throners. Let's dive in. Let's get in. I got 10 questions. The first three are going to be on this podcast. The next seven, its own like Morning Throners extended cut or whatever we're calling it. Bingo. Let's do it. I'm just going to toss you guys three quick questions. Three of my total 10 questions I had after watching the season finale of Game of Thrones. I'm going to toss those three at you, but... First, really quickly, if you guys don't mind, spoiler alert, let me summarize as best I can what happened in this episode, okay. just so we can get everything out on the table. Sure. So basically, they all met. Basically, everybody. Basically, everyone everyone important left. Every yeah. main character we've been waiting to come together for seven seasons yeah. is mm-hmm. in the same room together. The, the, or the same dragon den. The same dragon den. Yeah. They, in the same dragon den, and it, as far as I could tell, 
it was kind of a Thanksgiving dinner type thing with the Basically. same amount of eye rolls. Yes. Same <laughs> amount of passive aggressive comments, same amount of eye rolls. Not there, a lot of eye contact. There, yeah. there was a certain point where Cersei, actually at the very beginning, as soon as Khaleesi got there on a fucking dragon, yeah. Khaleesi, Power not Khaleesi, move. Cersei says to Khaleesi, like, we've been waiting a while, which is just the most stereotypical. I couldn't believe it started that petty. It started, it started that, started that like passive aggressive. Thanks for showing up. It's the, like casually late on her dragon. <laughs> yeah, just a quick little chess piece. Just, also, they've been waiting there for like thirty uh, seconds. You'll be there. I'll arrive. <laughs> yeah. There was some. There was some. You know, the the two brothers who. You know, my theory is that they should be the entire st- story. If they're, I was George R. R. Martin, I would they're, fuck Cersei, fuck Khaleesi, Snow, get rid of them. I would just do the two Clegane. The Clegane yeah, the boys. Kids. I do the Clegane. Cle- I can't even say. It's fun to say. I do those two boys because those guys have have a story. And then, so then that happened. Cersei saw the White Walker. uh, Yeah, that was real. And a good one. They put on a good performance. I was worried it was going to die quickly. Well, they built that tension out. Yes, for sure. They left it in the box for about a good two minutes. White Walker was there. White Walker popped out. Uh, they put on just the perfect display, almost rehearsed, it seems. Yes. Of cutting off the hand. A little dance. That one guy who's Cersei's like priest bud. Her scientist, basically her hand. Kyburn. Kyburn, yeah. Her hand picked up his the hand. There we go. <laughs> very metaphorical. That's why he gave that little smirk. He's like, yeah. He's super intrigued by the dead. That's why he got kicked out of uh, Old Town. He's fucking around with dead bodies, just like testing them, doing it. That's how he made the mountain. That's who how- apparently is a little bit human, though. He remembered his brother. I don't really know exactly what you're talking about, but I love it. Um, so that happened, and then there was this whole sort of like, well, whose side are you on? It was sort of, again, Thanksgiving, post-election type thing where it was like, well, are you Hillary or are you Trump? And, you know, Cersei was one and Khaleesi was the other, and John decided to go with Khaleesi, yeah. which ate of about 30 minutes of the movie. I was about of, to say, it seemed unneeded. And not the movie, just, the show. You ended up just kind of wasting time, unfortunately. But it, good, it was a good, it kind of ensured... Coitus at the end. It kind of ensured <laughs> their hookup. Basically, what John was doing is he was making a move not for the greater humanity, but to get laid. Yes, for himself. So I think that's the best way to summarize that. He's a selfish guy, that John Snow. And then very arrogant. And then a bunch of twists happen, which we'll get into. I almost don't want to just completely say that, but there were a few big deaths. And then, of course, at the very end, uh, Winter came. We saw a and display came, of destruction. Winter came really hard. Yes. So that was what happened in the very complex season finale. So I got 10 questions for you boys. Let's hear them. Fire away. Number one, what were you more excited for, this episode or the McGregor versus Mayweather fight? Henry. I was, um, first of all, nervous, very nervous for both. Definitely anxious. <laughs> I, I got to go this one, though. The stakes seemed higher, if that's even possible. New? No? That's insane because this is not real life, and that was. But go on. New. No. I got to agree with Henry in that I felt the exact same uh, way through the Mayweather-McGregor fight as I did during this episode. During the, the entire meeting. time, I was anxious. I was on edge. I, was like, <laughs> and I, I don't even know why I was from oh. Mayweather-McGregor. I didn't yeah. have a dog in that fight. I, I was just tuning in. Yeah. Here, I had all my favorite people in <laughs> yeah. television on the screen. Exactly. At any moment, seemingly, they could go. So I was freaking terrified. And I think I'm definitely more excited for this episode. Yeah. And now, freaking the long wait. Now uh, we have at least a year till the, the long, next season. The long, long winter. Yeah. The long winter, yes. That was a very apt way of putting it. I like that. <laughs> um, I, I, I am kind of with you guys, which, which just shows a, a tip of my hat to the, the Game of Thrones dudes who are you know running it and now not really George R. R. Martin anymore. It's them, and they're doing yeah. it. 
and the show I think is a lot more compelling and I'm sucked in and I was more excited for this. And God knows I had money on the Mayweather-McGregor fight. I so had money on the episode. I had a couple things. You actually bet on the episode. <laughs> Little finger made me a rich man. You, you bet <laughs> that he, You bet that uh, something would happen no, there? No, not even I could see that coming. <laughs> not even not Littlefinger even could see that coming. No, <laughs> which is insane. There's a reason why they call him Lord Baelish. I don't know why. Is that like a... It is his name. He's from Baelish? I just love... I, you know, he, his name's no, Baelish. He's from, he's from actually uh, a little spot of land called the Fingers. <laughs> he's from yeah. the Finger Lakes, yeah. eh? The yeah, Little yeah. Fingers. It's on the uh, eastern coast right by the neck which is uh, kind of in between the Riverlands and the North. And How that's about a, that? And he comes from the, a small one of the, the Little Fingers, which are all like little inlets. They're like little peninsulas. Gotcha. And so he's called Little Fingers. The whole time I thought it was a dick joke. There you go. Um, <laughs> not even kidding. The entire time until right now, I thought that was a dick joke. Um, so that was a question one that goes right into. But yeah, so the tip of my hat to DB and DB Weiss. And what's the other guy? It's DB David Boys. Benioff and DB Weiss. And David Benioff. The DBs. Who, by the way... Little little fan theory here. They're the same person. Whoa. There's only one. <laughs> wow. D. B. Benioff. The du prince Bois. that was promised. Azor Ahai. Um, so that, you heard that theory here first, by the way, guys. Um, number two, like second question. Uh, leading off on that, there was a new format to this show this season and a little bit of last season. The show goes a lot quicker. There's, yeah. you know, what was driving me nuts before where there were, you know, 20 characters that we were following, but none of them were together ever. Now it's the complete opposite. The shows are almost, the story's almost fast forwarded and everybody's together to the point that today I realized there was just about five scenes in a row where it was Cersei talking to Tyrion, Khaleesi talking to, to Jon Snow, Jon Snow talking to Tyrion, the brothers talking. And it's just, it became like Bachelor in Paradise to me where it was like, can I steal you for a minute? It was literally <laughs> like that. That's the new format of the show. What do you guys think of the format of the show? I'm going to start with New. New, what do you think of this new format? I've been waiting on it for, shoot, we've been on this thing for like five years. I started yeah. a little late. But yeah, that's what I've been waiting for. Yeah. Especially because in like season four, everyone kind of goes away. Arya goes to Essos to go learn out. with the Faceless Men in Bravos. Uh, the Hound is left for dead uh, by the Reach uh, and all this different stuff's going on. So for a while, it was like, where the fuck is this show going? Yeah. And, and, and uh, Danny in uh, the end of uh, season five, uh, flies away, and she's like taken over by the Dothraki. She's so lost, the, and all of a sudden she's a prisoner. So, so as we've been advancing through the show the entire time, it's we've just come up with stupid variables and roadblocks to get in the way of all these people coming together. Yeah. And now as we get uh, finish up the the second to last season, I'm finally glad that we're no longer taking our time to get to what matters, and we're going to invest time are in, in the big plot points. Definitely, I totally. I mean, I obviously agree. I I like this a lot better. Um, Henry, what do you think? Yeah, uh, totally. I think I love the, how fast it's going. That things are actually happening. Like I, I dug that the wall went down quickly because I thought we were going to have three episodes of them at the wall. I don't even know. Maybe they have more chains or something. I didn't even know what they were going to do. But I'm so glad it went down quickly and things are happening, moving. But in fairness to the show, it has always been. I mean, the first five seasons were having conversations. There were like two battles in the first like five seasons. Mm -hmm. Like the conversation aspects and then. Like going off and stuff like that. That's just kind of how it's always been. Mm -hmm. Totally. I, I mean, I totally agree. And I think that's, you know, you're right. That's how shows are. Is, you mm -hmm. know, the most plot, unless there's a dragon literally knocking down a wall with, we'll get to this later, but I think it was he, the dragon was breathing ice, yeah. not fire. Somebody was saying it was blue fire. A combination, <laughs> I think, possibly. I, I think ice is blue and I think it was breathing ice. I also, by the way, remind me, I have a quick question at the very end of, 
are they just unlimited with the amount of fire and ice that they can blow? We'll get to that it's later. A, uh, it's seems an interesting question, though, just because the main complaint for most people, I think, this entire mm-hmm. season has been the jetpacking. Everyone's yeah. pissed off that, oh, they were just at the East Watch. How are we already at King's yeah. Landing? And I'm like, what the fuck ever? If we were watching this thing and we had to watch four episodes of them on a boat just talking strategy, we'd be fucking We got pissed. six steps left. Yeah. To say thank you. Absolutely. And the, the, basically the difference between this, what happened this episode and what happened in seasons past is that this episode was a season and basically all of the important conversations were now put next to each other whereas before when George R. R. Martin I'm, I'm making him sound like the villain even though he created the whole thing but when George R. R. Martin was really the one at the helm calling the shots it was okay we have 10 important conversations we're going to show each of them. And then in between, we're just going to have people kind of walking around for an hour. Yep. And that's what totally lost me. I totally agree. I think that this is a much better format. I like the show a lot better now. Question number three. And this is the last one. This is the one where we're going to leave our Poolwood podcast regular listeners. The question is, we are all betting men, as we just discussed. Who, you get one name, who is going to end up on the throne if you had to take all of the money that you had in the bank right now and put it on one person, I want to know who you would put it on. Henry, what are you thinking? Well, I think it's John and Daenerys. So, but, so you're saying it's going to be a team. So King and Queen. King and Queen. Yeah. Well, we just That's learned. Right. Yeah. yeah. I hate to poke a little bit further into, into I, I need to know more. Vegas needs to know more. Is John going to be on the throne with... Daenerys as his queen, or is Daenerys gonna, or is Daenerys gonna be on the throne with John as her king? I think they have two. I think they have John. Uh, I mean, technically, he's the king. He's in the throne, but I think they're totally equal. You're gonna get sweet, really good sweet, odds, sweet Henry. You're, <laughs> you're gonna get really good odds. So basically, what you're saying is John will be the one who has final power, and Daenerys, but she'll be sort of his consigliere. That's what you're saying. I think they're gonna be king and queen. Like, I think they're gonna be totally equal. I think there's gonna be two thrones. Again, you're gonna get really good odds because I <laughs> because I don't think that they're gonna end this series with teamwork. I think <laughs> well what, they're gonna get married. They're gonna be husband and wife. So they're gonna end the series. Basically, what you're saying is the good guys won with just a close up on a handshake. And it's no, just going to be, be about unity. It's going to be coy, and then they're going to sit down together and be like, now we will rule our kingdoms. We broke the wheel. We okay. have new thrones. Okay, so who wears the pants? Uh, John. John wears the pants. So John's the king. No, I think they're both Henry, equal. Henry, you got all your money in one bet. <laughs> what, what are you picking? <laughs> I'll go with uh, John. Go with John. Okay. No, what are you thinking? I have issues with the John because, mm-hmm. and this is just because I've been conditioned to think this way after years of watching favorite characters die when they seem in perfect position to, to advance themselves. Just because they just said he's the heir to the Iron Throne because he's Rhaegar's son, mm-hmm. that makes me think that he's going to have a horribly unfortunate, like or no, tragic death. Tragic death. And in a way though, where he still plays a part because well, it'd, be, it'd be in the north. Yeah, he had to be brought back to life to serve a bigger purpose. So I think yeah. that and that's going to happen in the war. But I think I think I don't know if he's making it out of the war. I could see it. Yeah, I think he could be going down. Yeah. Okay. So who are you picking? Who do, who do you think ends up on the throne? I'm throwing it back to my dark horse pick of the Night King. Do you see that guy fucking mow down the wall that stood for the last Wielding couple thousand that years? dragon. He, can, like, he knows how to nothing. fly the dragon. I tell you what else that does, too. He's sitting back. He's that goes back. back to the thing. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember in the last season, but in the very last episode of the last season, when Benjen Stark, Cold Hands Benjen, drops off Bran at the wall, yeah. he explains to him that he can't go through the wall because uh, the first men carved uh, old magic. magic into the wall. And yeah. It, like, 
So by thereby knocking down the wall, fuck the magic. Yeah. The the army of dead's on the move, and they they look pretty seasoned. So all they needed they look, was a they dragon. Pretty ready That's to interesting. Go. All they needed was a dragon. Interesting. So we so we got right now, Henry. You just said that it's John, but you had sort of a, a complex situation that we're not going to delve any further into because <laughs> King Queen. I, I know. I'm, I'm pulling it out of you. Um, and then yeah, and so then the, so I'm saying Night King because it's a fun pick, and I don't think John's going to live. And I yeah. also think we're setting Cersei up. To die early, I'm I'm amazed she survived the entire season. They oh, did, yeah, absolutely amazed. We did those two scenes, one with Tyrion, one with Jaime. Both are her younger brother, so both She's have fulfilled that prophecy of her being killed by her younger brother. Yeah. Uh, and so I thought, oh my god, like both times I thought she could go, and now the fact now she's way smarter than she ever was. This is it's a weird character development. But like, are we to assume that she like choreographed that entire thing? Everything, I guess. That yeah, she I don't like know. would she say no. New Tyrion would come come to her. Then she'd send him back and be like, "Okay, I'm with you." How'd she already tell Euron to leave before they yeah. saw the zombie? I agree. Yeah, short-haired Cersei knows what's up. Yeah, Long-haired Cersei is is a mother. Yeah. Short-haired Cersei, <laughs> that's a whole other being. Um, my, uh, if I was gonna bet, yeah, I'm serious. Uh, this is my serious bet right now. I'm betting. Well, it's actually it's it's tough because right now I'm gonna say Tyrion. There we go. Because Tyrion has a foot in kind of every camp. The yeah. fact that Cersei didn't kill Tyrion was, was an I interesting thought, move. Was I thought huge for me. We're gonna delve into that further a little bit. I like that call a ton at the end, looking super suspicious. Just looking yeah. like, I don't, what's he thinking? I don't know. Well, Tyrion also went, and the first thing I noticed in the whole thing was everybody's kind of dressed in their own little style. The only two that were dressed very similar that shouldn't have been dressed very similar were Tyrion and Cersei have the same stylist or some shit. Get into <laughs> the same like, kind of maroon leather, whatever. It was a maroon, you know, leather like sort of patterns, like something that, I don't really know clothing, but like something maybe they would call like studs. Yes. There was a pattern. <laughs> Studs were on it. It was studded. And and I think, you know, Tyrion <laughs> is boys with John. He's, you know, somehow Daenerys, you know, conciliary. Her Tom Hagen, if you will, shout out Robert Duvall. And he is now also apparently Cersei has some for all the people in the world, the only two people that she claims to care about are people she's related to. She's related to no one else. Yeah. So. So that's so that's where we're gonna leave our yeah. uh, regular podcast listeners right now. Henry thinks it's gonna be John. New thinks it's gonna be the Night King. Me, Jack. I think maybe Tyrion. The only thing that's k- taking me back from Tyrion is the fact that I know somebody said that Tyrion died in the books a while ago and was just kept on for the show. Yeah. I so hate maybe. That. You may- never know that they totally changed from the books. I don't think they're even gonna finish the books. Maybe DB Benioff, the one person who controls everything they look similar they do one just has bigger yeah. hair <laughs> yeah ever heard of wigs <laughs> pretty simple maybe db benioff is uh planning on on making Tyrion. if not we'll get to our sleeper picks that's gonna be my last question of the entire thing so we say goodbye right now to our regular podcast listeners so it's fantasy football season it's football season it's football season but it's also fantasy football yeah, it's season. mostly yeah which means it's also football movie season mm-hmm we got a bunch of fantasy football drafts coming up, and every year at every draft, you hear the same names going around yeah. of dream quarterbacks, Willie Beeman, uh, Jason Street. Good for you, Jason yeah. Street. But anyway, <laughs> so we are going to do a fantasy football draft. All right, well, let's just get underway. New, first pick in the fantasy football movie draft, fantasy movie football. 
First pick in the draft. Who do you got? <laughs> but I'm going quarterback uh, out of the gate. Cool. And I'm going Joe Kingman, who you already You're going said. Joe Kingman, number one. 100%. And I'll tell you why. Get out of here. Dual threat quarterback. Yes. Big guy. 6'5 and can move. Most comparable yeah. would be Cam Newton. Okay. Okay. But let me tell you something. Uh, whereas Cam Newton struggled uh, two postseasons ago against the, the Denver Broncos, Joe Kingman in uh, the game plan absolutely lit it up. Even while struggling yeah. with off-the-field issues with his daughter and a recently deceased ex-wife. I'm going to point out a con. He, he bad went, teammate. Bad teammate. I was going to say, Ooh, he's, a, he's, no, 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 he's no, no, no. a terrible locker room he guy. Is a, he is a problem in the locker room. You're talking hour one of the movie. Let me take you to hour two. He's the, the hero of the locker room. He, at the end, learns from his mistakes, and he passes the lob pass to win the Super Bowl. You no, know, he does to the guy that he's mm-hmm. been missing all season. He does become a leader. I want born leaders yeah. on my team. Now, I want guys okay. who were born uh, to lead. Because guess what? Now he's a father. Now he's got two teams yeah. to play on. With my first pick in the draft, I'm actually going to go kicker already. I'm going... Nigel Gruff wow. ooh, from the replacements. Ooh, replacements. Ooh, 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 a Brit. Ooh. A Brit. One yeah. of the few foreign-born NFLers. Former soccer player, I N- believe. Nigel Gruff, I just want to point out his pros. He, in the movie, kicks like 70-yard field goals. Not only is yeah. that this impressive. Is it's pretty, with a cigarette in the, uh, that's, in the mouth. That's uncontested for the farthest field goal of all time. <laughs> put, this, put it this way. I won't ever have to punt. Off the field issues. I always score. I was off field say. issues. He's a gambler. He's a gambler. He's a drinker. He's a smoker. He, in fact, that's an on the field issue because he smokes cigarettes on the on field. On the field. I'll take it. I will trade that. I'm going Nigel Gruff with oh, my first pick. My concern is he was going to throw the last kick. Yes, he was shaving because points. of his. Yeah, he was shaving points. That's a guy he you're going to bring on with the first round. He had sharks after him on the shades field. of Oakland Janikowski. Yeah. Pick number three. First of my two picks back to back. I'm going another point shaver actually, which is interesting. Another guy who's had a questionable pass. Paul Crew. Oh, Paul Motley Crew. Paul Motley Crew, quarterback of the Mean Machine, longest yard. Adam Sandler, baby. You just destroyed my offense. Yeah, Paul Crew. Attitude, fine with me. He's a winner. Attitude? He learns his lesson in the end. I guess I can't really say much about point shaving now. I've got got issues with him. Tell me. Give me the issues. Right out of the gate, and you brought it up, it's a point shaving issue, but he shaves points in uh, the beginning to become the hated guy that he is. And then late in the game, even though it's for some of his guys with the warden, you're going to go and do it again. He's looking at 20 years. I don't care. He's looking at 20 to life. Uh, I tell you what, Joe Kingman, you go get by the end of his movie, is willing, to, is willing to go 20 years. Sure, my guy's a point shaver. Mm-hmm. My guy's a kicker. Your guy is the, the captain of, of offense? your offense. Yes. Paul Motley crew. I also got size issues. He's going to have to take deep drop He backs. put together a, a roster in a prison of guys who never played football, and they beat a team of guards that happens to be true. the championship of the guard football league, <laughs> which if you've heard anything about it's pretty, pretty strong competition. You, you do get some help in the front office with him. My fourth pick, I'm going wide out, slot. Actually, I don't know if he's a slot. I think he's a slot. Golden retriever himself, Air Bud. I fucking guy. hate you because I put that on my list thinking I was going to come in late to go and flex there. No, and no, no one's going to say anything. I, I thought he was going to be going early. I thought he was top two. I'm lucky he lasted this long. It's a uh, it's a strong pick. It, yeah. It's he, it's a strong pick. He's also a, a dog. Yeah, he's also a pretty good uh, wideout. What yeah. I hate, what I hate too, is he satisfies hands, the rules. He's got two hands and a mouth. What I hate is when we were doing our hours, maybe even days of scouting yes. for this draft. You said like an hour in, you're like, I got someone no one has. Yeah, that was he my, was maybe this, my third on my list. This was him. This is my, <laughs> my guy. I, absolutely right. kills me. What a locker room guy, too. I know. They can't win unless he's well, there. He picture, shows up and he saves the day. Picture Adam Sandler, Paul Crew just throwing a beautiful fade to the, to the retriever. Touchdown. I'm now going to go with Spike Little from Giants. the Little Giants. Nice. Tailback. Easily the biggest force, I think, football-wise, in any movie. 
Yep. Spike is their entire team, pretty, and they pretty were a pretty good team. So you're playing him strictly on offense, though. He won't he won't play defense. No, guy. I'm taking the tailback. Okay, because okay. I was gonna say right out of the gate, if you were playing him on D, I got concerns about his ability to stay home. Yeah, he he, he plays hero ball. Reading let's offenses, let's go back to the uh, annexation cuts. of Puerto Rico. The mm-hmm. guy's all over the field. He can't do coverage. Yeah, That's, he's proven that much. Well, he's a Jabril Peppers type where he can play both sides of the ball. Yeah, he can move. But I, I I'm definitely probably like Jabril well. Uh, now, now that he's on the Browns, he's going to play one side. He's going to be my tailback, and he, he's going to be a force of nature to reckon with. And I look forward to seeing your guys try to stop him. Also, a bit of a go. locker room concern there. Spike don't Definitely. play with girls, no. so that just kicks out a yeah. lot it's of. It's 2017, uh, yeah. Spike. Come on, 2017. Spike, don't, Spike <laughs> catch don't, up. Spike don't play with girls, but that don't mean Spike don't respect girls. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I went Joe Kingman with my first pick. Yes. Uh, going to pick number two. Uh, going Rod Tidwell. Rod Ooh, Tidwell. Yeah, out of Jerry Maguire. There uh, Let's talk. Uh, Suck height because uh, he's only 5'10". Five, five, well, let's talk five, straight nine? up ability on the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the premier slot receivers in his time in the NFL. Yeah, he can't mm-hmm. get a contract. Come on. Get he's in here. a contract year with his team. He can get plenty of contracts. Arizona State, get out of here. And he's town. with a, a fumbling Forms. around agent that is Jerry Maguire. That, that, that just State. speaks oh. to his loyalty. Had he, yeah. speak to, had he gone to a different agent, things change. Yeah. And let me tell you this. It's rare you get a guy going over the middle like Rod uh, Tidman does. I will tell you this. He's also he's a family man. Absolutely. He's a showboater, though. Showboater, but with uh, respect. Think Steve Smith Sr. You're going to get a lot he of He is like penalties. exactly Steve Smith Exactly. Sr. They're like the exact same guy. There you go. You're gonna wow. get, you're gonna, all I'm saying is you're going to get a lot of penalties because every time you score a touchdown, guess what? That's 10 yards. <laughs> yeah, he likes to celebrate. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, so now we're on to our next segment, Trailers on Tinder. This is the segment where we take a look at today's hottest trailers, this week's hottest trailers, and we talk about... Uh, how good they are would we swipe right swipe left if this was some sort of you know online dating app mm-hmm. of movies and i guess that's kind of the whole point of the, the segment so why don't we start off with uh little evil it's a movie that is coming out on netflix hard to tell it's sort of like a a horror comedy it looks like i think it's mainly comedy i think it's like a spoof movie seems kind of like a little bit of a hybrid hybrid theory for all you lincoln park fans out there um and then we got uh Adam Scott's in it. Who else is in it? That Chris is- D'Elia, the the buddy in Scrubs, the black guy. Um, yeah, and you know, it's a lot of it's a lot of like kind of lower like stand up comedians and guys that are funny but aren't stars. A lot of those not movie guys. A lot of the new comedians. Yeah. Who are kind of in every movie right now? They're the, sort of the, the heavy set guy from uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. The guys who are one step below like Keegan Michael Key, where they're just in every movie yeah. now. Yeah. And they're hilarious and rememberable. Memorable in all those movies. So the movie is Little Evil. Why don't we start off with New Heisel? What's your uh, take? Are you going to swipe right? Or are you going to swipe left? And why? I think I'm definitely going to swipe right. I thought it has a definite chance. I need the distinction though. Is it a comedy that has elements of being a horror movie, I think or is it's it a full-fledged comedy? Okay. It's like it's like a like they're making fun of themselves the whole time. Like he's like doing like the I think that my kid's totally fine, and like his kid's like killing animals in the backyard type thing well first half of the trailer i would have said that completely because yeah. it's all a little bit like even the music behind the trailer it's all a little it's bit goofy yeah it's completely goofy completely fun i suppose and then all of a sudden it kind of takes a spin with the clown but then it's still i guess that's just the darker i think comedy i think that's it. just yeah. darker comedy yeah. i think yeah. him like with the it was the boy like i think that's yeah. just it's just all a big spoof okay huh? So you're swiping right? I'm swiping right. I'm in. A Netflix movie, that's an easy two hours of my afternoon down the road sometime. And swiping right on Tinder means you like them. 
You like them. Okay, so you're swiping right, so you like it. Henry, how about you? Uh, for sure right, mainly because it's on Netflix. I would not go see this in theaters. Definitely not, mm -hmm. but it's on Netflix. It's too easy. It's probably like an hour and a half long. So if we're comparing this to Tinder, it's kind of like the type of thing where you've been swiping right for a while yeah. on the girls you really want to talk to, mm -hmm. and eventually your standards just kind of get lower. They, so this is sort of your, this is a lower standard swipe. Yes, because it's on Netflix. It's okay. easier to watch. Okay, cool. I'm going to swipe left, and I'm going to swipe left, and I'll tell you why, because... It didn't seem funny enough for me to be a comedy. I kind of got a little sense of that movie, The Wa the Neighborhood Watch one with... Uh, Vince Vaughn, Jonah Hill. I, I hate to say like there weren't any big laughs in the trailer or whatever, but like I didn't find like the shtick too funny, and I, I didn't find it like too scary. It kind of seems like it fell a little bit short of both. It seems like it could get a little old. It's all making fun of itself. Like every every joke is making mm -hmm. fun of the horror genre and like a classic thing that's happening. Mm -hmm. It could get a little... So is that the kind of purpose of the movie then? Yeah. Is that kind of genre? It's kind of making, making fun, fun of, of horror movies. I think it's movies. a spoof, but again, like I was saying, like there was no point, like there's a there's one character who said the she had a dick joke and at the very yeah, end she, she, had, like she had a line at the very end where she said... What no, he says, what good things has ever happened in a cornfield? And I was, thank God, right afterwards, she goes, Field of Dreams. Because I was about to be like, if they don't say Field of Dreams, <laughs> no, she said, Field of Dreams is pretty cool. And I was like, okay, it's a full fledged, like, yeah. You know, as you say that too, the you know, it kind of remind me of is Scream, uh, yes, exactly. Yeah. It was very Scream. People That's are exactly dying, it's yet like, no one seems to mind. It's all, what's going it's on? It's kind of a scary movie, like, it's a little less ridiculous than the, yeah. the scary movies, yeah. yeah. It looked, it also looks like pretty low budget, just. Yeah, I yeah. hate to be Made that it guy. Quick, make it in Netflix. Couple weeks. It, it looks like someone typed up the script and got like, "Hey, we can get like all these people because they're only going to have to work for like two weeks to be in it, and it's a horror comedy, and we do it, and Netflix will just buy it because they buy everything." Now. Anything Crystal Lee is in, I'm in. So, new, what are you doing with this one? I'm swiping right. I'm in. Hen, I'm swiping right, but with a little bit of hesitation, it seems. Uh, no, I'm totally in. Oh yeah? Well, because it's Netflix. Like in my mind, it's on Netflix. I'm for sure. I'm, I'm going to the movie. His hang-up is he wouldn't pay no, no, no. Uh, the admission yeah, price. Yeah, I, would, I wouldn't theater. go. But if it's on Netflix, for sure. Okay, cool. And then I'm I'm gonna swipe left just because I, I I don't know. I this movie. I don't know. We got we got a bunch of other good movies, which is why. So I'm I'm gonna swipe left. Uh, our next movie is Last Flag Flying. This is a movie that I believe is a sequel to another movie that came out in like the '70s. That I've never actually seen. Really, I didn't know that. But it's a sequel to like a famous like war type like Vietnam War style movie from the seventies or eighties. Oh, um, the care like it's not a real sequel because it's not the same actors. It's just sort of a reimagining. So the plot of the movie is it's Steve Carell, Lawrence Fishburne, and uh, what's his name from uh, Breaking Bad? Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston. Mm -hmm. They're all old uh, like Marine buddies, but none of them are still in the military. They're all like they're just older dudes. Steve Carell has a mustache. They all kind of meet back up after not having seen each other in forever because Steve Carell's son joined the Marines and died. They're going to his funeral. A lot of, lot of heavy themes. Yeah. Heavy movie. All right, so Henry, give me your, your full take. Tell me whether you're swiping left or swiping I'm right. I'm for sure right. The only, the only hesitation is it's just going to be just an emotional roller coaster. It's just going to be sad. Anything, anything where Steve Carell, like mm -hmm. anything where he's serious or sad... I'm done. You know, yeah. I'm that's Michael Scott See ya. being real. I'm finished. <laughs> Get out of here. Frank yeah. Cranston, great. Fishburn, love ya. So I'm for sure. All right, so you're swiping right. No, how about you? What are you thinking? I think I'm swiping right again on this one, too. Actually, we've done this segment a couple times. I think this one might be among the most I've ever been excited about the movies we've done yeah. through trailers on Tinder. Yeah. I'm fired up about the cast. Uh, I had no idea they were all the same age. I've guessed di at different yeah. points of their careers, yeah. different ages for all of them. Uh, yeah. But it works, apparently. 
And uh, I, I dig kind of the plot line because it's just going to be a dialogue-driven thing uh-huh. between and letting those guys, the top dogs, just go mm-hmm. swing it out. I'm, I'm kind of fired up Go for bark. It. I like it. I'm going to swipe right as well. I'm gonna, I had a few notes just about the trailer. First, the most important thing pretty much in all these trailers is the soundtrack. Yes. And, and <laughs> yes. I wrote that down too. <laughs> and it goes from this one song that I had never I – I haven't heard the first song. It's sort of – I didn't one, either. One of those songs where it's, a, it's like a – Probably a newer song by a guy who's trying to sound like it's an older song, but it's just a freaking jam. <laughs> I have heard the second the song. The second song. Well, the song, second song's "Old Man" yeah. by Neil Young, and it's like you, you put that in a movie. It's in a trailer. Gonzo, I'm you, done. You, you got me. It's like cats in the cradle. Oh man, Tiger, like so good. And then one thing I didn't like about the trailer, and it's kind of touches on what happened last week with uh, the Meyerowitz stories one, which is at a certain point they just did, they just basically listed. Each actor yeah. with like their claim to fame. They're it's all like, Oscar nominees. They're all Oscar nominees. And it's like <laughs> yeah. every time a movie does, every time a trailer does that, I immediately am like, okay, what are, what are they hiding? I feel like they're like a, when you go over to like a friend's house and they're like, oh yeah, but don't go in that room. It's like, well, what's in that fucking? It room? just seems odd because it's like it's Steve Carell, Oscar nominee, because he was nominated for uh, what was the movie where he was the old guy, it the was wrestler, the, uh, the wrestler, yeah. The, uh, fox hunter Fo- fox, fox catcher. catcher fox catcher it was, it was insane but like you don't think of steve carell no need to put oscar nominee steve carell you're good <laughs> steve carell's in this michael <laughs> like, scott steve carell like, no, it I seems think, weirder you're right it I seems think that's odd a little check at the front door like this is not a comedy yeah because i yeah, think cranston right. just got off why him and fishburn uh have done a couple he's always things. goofing yeah. around <laughs> yeah. well no he was in Classic john Lawrence. wick too is he like was? the godfather of New York City's of homeless. The homeless yeah. people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Couple other quick notes. It's Richard Linklater who's dazed and confused. Everybody wants some. Um, no way. School yeah. of Rock. School School of Rock. Yeah. Very not his style. S- boyhood. It's kind of exactly his style though, in the sense of like, or what I'm imagining is, it's gonna be. This is gonna be a movie where the characters are fucking awesome, and there's gonna be the some real. really good, really yeah. quotable lines, relevant themes. But there's not really gonna be. There's gonna be a beginning. There's and yeah. then and then there's going to be basically just sort of a long middle that is also the end. Yeah. Nothing's going to kind of just happen. Everything's going to end in the middle happens. of a day during like an errand. That's e- what always happens. Exactly. And then ten years later from now, he's going to pick it back up again with like. So what's this? This movie's called Last Flag Flying. Yeah. He's going to call it like Still Flying or something. Yeah. And then it's ten years after that, and it's just a continuation. That's sort of his style. One hundred percent. Based on the trailer, there's mm-hmm. a lot of uh, clear variables they're trying to introduce already. That mm-hmm. So you're like, oh, this and this could happen. Yep. So we're talking about Fishburne. They're like, when they first meet him, they're like, this isn't the man we yeah, remember. Yeah, he used to be a drinker. So now he's a pastor. I'm a smidge concerned about you know the turns we're going to take throughout the story where we're trying to develop these characters. Like Cranston, they keep hammering his alcoholism. He's the party guy. I'm a little nervous he's that that's going to be a little yeah. like... We're waking up at 8 a.m. and he's pouring booze in his yeah, coffee. Yeah, I'm with it's like, you. Meh. I mean, I mean, <laughs> he learns it something yeah. about himself. I mean, I mean, the way that the first thing that came to my mind when I saw like who was in it and the start of this trailer was, okay, so this is just sort of a more dramatic take on two movies. One, much more dramatic than Without a Paddle, where Dax Shepard, <laughs> yes, where Dax sure. Shepard, like the Brian Cranston character, is Dax Shepard. Yeah, you're right. Where, where it's like, yeah, he's the roughneck one. I guarantee you, at the end, he's gonna say like, yeah, you know what? I kind of wish I was more like you two, you yeah. guys, because I have a my lifestyle isn't great. I have a feeling he's gonna find a girl. I think at oh, the end of the movie, sure. Brian Cranston, one of them, changing will. his life for a woman. 
What One, have you been up to? Selling Harleys. Yeah. It's the greatest gig. <laughs> also, also a little bit of Shades of Las Vegas. I think it's sort of definitely a, okay. a, a yeah. dramatic <laughs> version of Las Vegas and Without a Paddle. There, if we can call those three a trilogy, <laughs> which I'm hoping to start, we really should. So, Henry, just to recap, you are swiping right, and I'm swiping right for Last Flag Flying. I'm swiping right as well. And then our last one, we got Suburbicon. Did you watch that one? I did watch Suburbicon. Okay, so for Suburbicon, this is a... Is it a Coen Brothers movie real quick? It looks, it looks like a Coen Brothers movie. I don't know if it is. It might be the movie that I've been like seeing bits and pieces of here and there, which, where I think it's George Clooney directing a, like a Coen Brothers written movie or something. There's A leatherhead scenario? A sort of a leatherhead scenario <laughs> um, with Matt Damon starring in it and the actress who we also recognize. Julianne Moore. Julianne, Julianne Moore. Moore. And... My first take, I'll start with this one. My first take was I'm gonna I'm gonna reluctantly swipe left on this guy because it kind of well, first of all, it sort of shades of the informant. Totally. Immediately. Same Any, character. Anytime you get Matt Damon in gla those glasses and, and that type of suit, you immediately are like, Okay, this is the informant. It's super similar to Fargo, which made me think of Coen Brothers too, where mm -hmm. small town, big big crime. Small town something's going on that people don't really realize and people are kind of trying to keep it low. So they real quick, the plot, they don't really explain much, but it's Matt Damon in suburban 50s. Yes. Suburban uh, area. His house gets broken in. His wife gets killed. By the mob. Unless By the mob. Unless there's some sort of village twist yeah. exactly. where so it's actually modern day and this is a... <laughs> a new type of Amish where they live 50s. <laughs> if that's the case, I'm swiping right for sure on that. But so he, his wife gets killed. He, we don't really know by who. It's kind of like a mob thing. Uh, the aunt comes, Julianne Moore. Uh, there's a lot more bloodshed. Uh, they really don't explain much. Oscar Isaac is the handsome hotshot detective on the case. But he's a bad guy. Is he? Yeah. I thought he was the cop now who he, was. No, he's a bad guy. So like that's why the whole thing is very confusing. It's basically what? Matt Damon's got himself in a whole bag of trouble. Like that's. Yeah. So, I mean, this is the type of movie, it's very, I think it's sort of the exact opposite of the other ones that we talked about. This, this movie is sort of the exact opposite of like, you know, the Little Evil or, or Borg vs. McEnroe or Last Flag Flying, where this movie really tells you, to me, it told me nothing. It just told me that it sort of shows you the first 15 minutes with maybe some extra sort of little interesting scenes. It's definitely a comedy, too. It's mm -hmm. definitely it's def supposed to be funny. It's a dark comedy, a dark for comedy. sure. The trailer starts with... Matt Damon walks in and into his office dressed exactly like his character from The Informant. Exactly. As soon as you saw it, I was like, is this a, a white collar, disheveled guy trying to keep it all together? With yes. the glasses and yeah. I believe the mustache as well. Yeah. But he's in pretty Matt good shape, too. He's in, you know, might be good. mistaken. He's Maybe coming not off the, the last Bourne movie. Exactly. He's, still, he's got shoulders. He's Jason Bourne right now. So Jason Bourne walks into this office <laughs> and oh everyone's God. like, I am so sorry for your loss. Of memory. His <laughs> wife... Jason Bourne. <laughs> his wife died, and then they kind of cut to a funeral, and then he says to his daughter, your aunt... His son. <laughs> his son. Yeah. Your aunt, like Kathleen, who, who's played by Julianne Moore, is going to come live with us. And then the trailer just sort of goes off on this whirling dervish of... Yeah. They don't really tell you what happens. Which one, I kind of like, because that's the, sort of the best type of trailer. I like it because you can, you're going to go see, you don't really know what's happening. And they, they introduced the mobs involved. But yes. that's about it. So I liked that, where I'm in for a mob movie. Thank you for not telling me what's exactly going to happen. And, and then my, my second note was, it seems like very similar to Fargo in the sense of like... a Because I think it's Coen Brothers with like George Clooney, who's mm -hmm. now sort of 
I wonder if he would ever refer to himself as like the third Cohen brother, <laughs> which is just a hilarious concept. It sort of seems like a Fargo where they're sort of keeping things hidden under wraps. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to swipe right for that very reason because I like trailers where they don't tell you what's going to happen because with that, what I deduce from that is whatever's going to happen is going to be so dope that they're going to be like, people are going to tell their friends, we don't need to sell them on this trailer. They'll see it anyway. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm swiping right also. I have a little question for you though. See if you guys picked up on it. There's a kind of heavy set bald, balder guy who's one of the mob people. Mm -hmm. Do you guys recognize him from anything? He's... I know exactly because I recognized the guy while I was yeah. watching the trailer too. I think everybody would recognize yeah, that guy. Yeah, everyone would recognize him. Who is he in a superhero movie type thing? Is he like no. the blob or something? He's Who's in he? a uh, what, what's called that? Uh, just TV series, one season TV series. Game of Thrones. He is in the first True Detective. He is the terrifying inbred um, Reggie Ledoux. Tree face man. No, the guy the he's got the green face or he's got the. You That's know. Reggie Ledoux. No, no Reggie no. Ledoux. So Reggie Ledoux is the big blonde guy who gets killed. The and guy who ends up being the bad guy at the very last scene. Is he not the him. one with the shit all over his face? No, Reggie Ledoux is big, tall, blonde. The guy with the shit all over his face is a different guy. Reggie Ledoux. Yeah, and no, Reggie I'm not Ledoux. Sure if you his name. By the way, mispronouncing his name is Reggie Ledoux. <laughs> Reggie Ledoux. <laughs> Reggie Ledoux is played by, fun fact, the bad guy from Walk of the Irish. Oh wow! Oh, I know that's that guy. the same actor. He was the the one of the main guys on Psych, which went USA Network. A you know, of I haven't seen Psych. I'm a big Psych guy. You know, you're our USA. I feel like, I feel like that USA guy's way day. too old to be the villain. Pop him. Luck of the Irish. The guy in True Detective. That guy's like young. Uh, you're forgetting Luck of the Irish. He was like 24 or something like that. The bad guy. He played the bad in a, guy? He played in a seventh grade basketball game at the end of the movie. No, no, no. The, that's the main character. And the bad guy is the bad Irish guy. Yeah, the bad yeah, Irish. Yeah, the bad Irish guy plays in the game at the end. Oh no, no, I know, but as yeah. an old man, not as a oh, seventh grade. Yeah. But the ref lets it play. Oh, yeah. He lets the whole board. He's got the grandfather on top of the backboard. What can he do? He's got his hands set. <laughs> to be fair, I think none of us have seen Lock of the Irish in quite some time. But Reggie Ledoux is the bad guy from Lock of the Irish, which I just want to go out there is the most offensive movie to people, people. of Irish <laughs> origin. Um, Anyways, we'll the allow big it guy just because it's great cinema, but Henry, go on. So I'm, I'm swiping right. Henry, what's, what do you think? I'm swiping right. Anyways, the big guy. He's the bad guy in True Detective. Right on. There you go. Uh, well, I've been waiting. To, to explain my point of this movie, and that is I'm swiping left, and I'll tell Ooh. you why. Uh, I thought all these movies up until this point were pretty dang good, and this one I will still go see in theaters, and I've got my fingers crossed that's going to be good because I really dig the shell of the idea. Mm -hmm. We're in a small town with Damon flustered, and now we're introducing the mob while he tries to pick up all the pieces. Let's see what happens. Totally. My concern is with a lot of these movies with uh, – the Coen brothers as of late, especially when George Clooney takes over the Coen brothers like a Leatherheads, <laughs> he tends to get a little bit too cute with the plot yeah. and it goes off the rails. So I'm concerned from A to B within that cool shell of a movie that it's going to go completely off. So, so I'm still going to go see it, but if the line where the movie is going to be pretty good, I mm -hmm. would take the under of that line. So I'm swiping left. I agree. It could get a little silly. All right. So, yeah. So let's just then go around really quick and just recap. So I am swiping right for Suburbicon. Henry, you are? I am swiping, swiping right. Matt Damon. Swiping left. Swiping left. Okay. So then uh, just a quick recap. Little Evil. I am uh, swiping left. You two are swiping right? Right. Yep. It's on Netflix. It's too easy to swipe right. For Last Flag Flying, we are all swiping right. All swiping right. Yippers. W with our hands on our hearts, standing up. America. Okay, so we're all in for that. But Suburbicon, we are split again. Henry and I are swiping right. Mm -hmm. New Hustle, you're swiping left. I'm left. All right, so there you go. That was uh, this week's trailers on Tinder.
here's our next segment, News with New Heisel, otherwise known as News with New. New, tell us what's going on in the world right now. So first I want to start off, because this is a guy that played a big uh, part in all of our childhoods, I'm assuming, if wow. you guys had a similar education as I did. A lot of men and uh, women did. Bill Nye, the science guy. Science man. Bill, Bill, Bill. Uh, he is suing Disney and uh, some of their other subsidiaries for $37 million, uh, saying he did not receive his fair share of the net profits during his time on the show. The show uh, was on... Uh, what, what show? Oh, he, the Bill Nye show was Bill, on Disney? Uh-huh. It was, Bill, it was on uh, one of their other channels. Subsidiaries. Uh, yeah. It was on like ABC. Right? Yeah. And uh, it went over 100 episodes. It did, uh, I think, a couple seasons. It was on from like 94 to 99. And uh, it had 23 Emmy noms, one 19 of them. A real deal show. And he is suing. Damn. Disney, come on, pay up. It's so funny you mentioned that. The one reason I know he's connected to Disney is if you've ever been to Disney World, he's on. He's part of a ride. The dinosaur ride. When you explain it to people, it sounds pretty ridiculous. I love the ride kids. so much. It's Bill and I and Ellen DeGeneres. No. Yeah. <laughs> She's in it too? She's the main girl. She's in the other dinosaur ride at Disney World. Well, it's her and then she, her buddy's Bill Nye. Uh, and they, she's on Jeopardy in her dream. No, Bill no. Nye comes and helps out. I, I promise you, yeah. Bill oh. Nye comes and he gets on the ride and he teaches all about science. You're totally right. I was confusing. And there's one with scene the, where they go through the dinosaurs. I was confusing with the other dinosaur ride at Animal Kingdom. Oh no, different one. Yeah. He's uh yeah, so it's him and Ellen DeGeneres though, teaching you about science. And that's a ride at Disney World. So My favorite part about that ride too, really quick, is that it hasn't been updated in I assume it came out twenty, thirty years ago. Ellen DeGeneres looks nineties, Ellen, yeah. I'd love to see if the science is still there. I'd love to we, see we've bunked it because because there's there's certain things that are like there's there's certain things that they say that are kind of You're I would like, just eh, love to go back and be like eh. see if they, they still hold water. No, I'm with you. What else we got on the news docket? Okay, uh, right after that, uh, Joey Badass. Uh, I don't know if you guys are super into the rap. The rapper, game. the rapper. Yeah, if you're familiar with him, uh, but he was caught staring at the sun too long during uh, this past no. week's eclipse. And because of that, he had to cancel three of his shows, Cleveland, Chicago, and Toronto. And he was quoted as saying, This ain't the first solar eclipse, and I'm pretty sure our ancestors ain't have no fancy eyewear. Also pretty sure they, they ain't all go blind. So, so, hmm. so <laughs> he, he makes good points. <laughs> but so he's saying, um, what point is he trying to make? I'll that tell you he exactly what he's saying. just in looking at yeah, the sun? Exa- that's exactly it. <laughs> I, I'll translate what he's saying. What he's saying is, there have been other solar eclipses. And that in the past, people, who he refers to as our ancestors, mm-hmm. which I thought was a big word for him, it sounds like. Mr. Badass. For, for, for uh, yeah, uh, Mr. Badass. He's saying that people used to just stare at the sun constantly. And he's saying the fact that we still exist means that you, it's, it's you okay. Be. It means that they survived so that everyone should be allowed to stare at the sun constantly. But I don't think it's an allowed problem. It's that he, he was affected by staring at the sun. So how he seems to be saying, relax, anyone can stare at the sun. We've been doing it for years. But then it's like, exactly. no, you're canceling your tours, badass. <laughs> right? I, you, <laughs> I can't, getting it. you can't fault his logic. What he's saying is, because we are still here, you're allowed to stare at the sun. Which makes, which makes a lot of sense. I'm just kidding. It makes no sense. <laughs> I've never heard of Joey Badass. I heard he has a couple. I've heard one. He does the uh, the remix to uh, you know the Narcos theme. Sure. Down, 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 down. There's like a remix to that. He's pretty badass in it. Okay. What else we got? Uh, Big Little Lies actress uh, Shailene Woodley. Yes. If that's how you say that. She first was name. Uh, originally from what's the movie where she was pregnant? 
Secret Life of American Teenager. ABC Family. Great show. Um, TV show. Okay. She uh, was smoking. But she is now considering running for office. Really quick, you just said she was what smoking. Office? We were like her age too, so it's okay for us to say that she was smoking at the time. Oh no, totally. Cool. We, she oh. was. Oh yeah, we were. Just want to get that on the record. Oh no, definitely. She, we were like ten. She. I think she was older than me. She definitely is. But no, uh, Alexa Vega from Spy Kids is still allowed to be hot to me. I was I her know, age when sure. it came out. In yeah. fact, I was younger. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. What but she's considering. Uh, so uh, Shailene Woodley is considering running for office. What office? She apparently was super active on Bernie Sanders' campaign, mm. uh, very much feeling the burn. Okay. And uh, she was asked uh, a little bit about that during that, if she would ever run for office, and she kind of brushed it off. And she was recently asked to clarify that statement. And she said, no, well, you know, sometimes I, I think maybe I could run for Congress. Wow. And then she was kind of like, and I'm not ruling that out. So, which I love that that's something she's still that doing like diversion. She phrased stuff. it in a way where it's like, that's something I might just do some afternoon. I might pick up knitting. It's oh, like, actors. I'm going to run for Congress. Yeah, I love, hockey fucks. I love that because I, I really hope she runs and I really hope she wins. <laughs> and I really hope she gets to Congress and is like, oh, wait, this sucks more than being an international movie star. You'll never know if she's lying because she's such a good actress. <laughs> mm. She could just be putting on a, a, a role the whole time. That's so true. Yeah. Uh, here's another good one. Uh, Amy Schumer, who was originally going to do her next uh, Netflix special, and they were paying her $11 million to do it, has since said she will not do it unless she's paid the exact same as Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle, who are getting paid $20 million for their specials. So this is a, a definitely an equality thing, except mm-hmm. for Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle are, have been comedians yeah, for 40 I, years. I don't want to make this a, a men versus women no. thing. I think it's Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock are way better than you. Well, but they've also just, they're older and have been doing, they're legends of, of stand-up comedy. Amy Schumer, I'm not a big fan, but you got some stuff, you got some fans. It's very new. It's like five years, tops. My thought is, you, every all of this stuff in, what, 2017? Mm-hmm. All of this stuff. You, you just ask what year it was. Shh. Shut up. <laughs> All this stuff, uh, it, Netflix can calculate. Netflix can say they have uh, all the data saying you got this many views. Dave Chappelle got this many views. You brought this many new subscribers. Dave Chappelle brought this many subscribers. I'm, I'm totally in for whatever their impact was for Netflix. That's what they'll get. They get paid. I totally, I totally get that uh, as long as they stick to it with that. Otherwise, I think, you know, if, if she's just saying... If this is just an equality play and she's just saying, I want to be making what those guys do, if they're bringing in more views and more subscribers, they should give him more. If she's bringing in as many or more, she should be paid accordingly too. I mean, Dave Chappelle hadn't done a stand-up special in like 10 years. Yeah, he should get like, the that was, Of course he should be making more money, right? Like he came out of retirement 100%. for us. 100%. That's true. Fans. That's true. And yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think like this, if she has evidence of saying like, I did the same stuff for you. Yeah, then totally. Then totally, she should be paid the same. If it's, uh, you know, this is just because I want to make the same amount as them, they Netflix should be like, fuck off. You, you're not as valuable as they are. So, 100%. And I don't want to get caught bashing Amy Schumer. Because I think she... I love Trainwreck. I think she's funny. I think she's got some game. I honestly think in five years, we're going to remember her like we remember Dane Cook. Wow, she's like, very dangerous. You had cook. a great run of comedy there for a little bit. Big you were time stand up. You were and then hot. It's like yeah. You go back and turn it on five years from wow. now. And you're like, is it that? I mean, she's so Dane Cook. If it's you all, knock uh, Employee of the Month, I was about to say her <laughs> latest movie, the one with her and Goldie Hawn. Where? The this one with her and Goldie Hawn. How dare you? Who was so the? Good. She was in a new movie with Goldie Hawn. Uh, it was like t- not taken, but no, it was kidnapped. Like, it was like mother daughter. Napped. Napped. But it was like, but they get kidnapped. It's like yeah. taken, but funny. New. What's her next? 
Next headline. Uh, this one isn't quite a headline, but more of just an emerging story that's happening right now. That okay. I, I feel deserves more attention than it's getting. All right. Taylor Swift is being rejected by the goth community. The, the goth community, one, the goth, like you can be rejected by a community. Apparently, like Taylor Swift over the last year has been making a hard play to make that her new shtick. It's a lot. Goth? Oh, yeah. She's, She's trying to be it's goth? It's a lot more black lipstick. A lot more, apparently, uh, I got some stuff written down here. Wait, wait. Uh, she, she's uh, Instagramming snakes all the time, apparently. Her, Is that a goth thing? <laughs> oh, weird. Her, you know her, nothing her, of the font, for. the font on her new albums in like this old Is English. Is it gothic? This, uh... <laughs> uh Gotcha. Really quick, I just want to clarify. So when we say goth, there's two things that come to mind. One is like you said, gothic. When I'm thinking goth, like 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 a mind, like, like you're weird. Or are we talking like emo? So is she trying to be like kind of become the, like the goth kids from South Disco? Park? Like the goth kids from South. Yeah, that's what imagine I think that of. that crew. That's what I think. She's of. been trying to get in, and they're not having her. Tough crew to get in. If, Who's their if spokesman? Or is it just like the, the, the on the internet they they come in waves? I can name their spokesman right now. <laughs> Nick Cage's son. Like, I, no, I'm guy? just saying. I read some testimonials. The goth leaders are whoever is the front man for Panic at the Disco, <laughs> whoever like the bassist is for Taking Back Sunday, I'm guessing. Uh-huh. I'm sure the Fall Out Boys have some pull in the goth community. I'm surprised Taylor Swift had the balls to be like, I can make a break for this hot topic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hot topic buying. She does people. wear a lot of fingerless gloves, like fishnet gloves. Yeah, but that's... That's just cool. Yeah. <laughs> I got him. Apparently her new music video and all the teaser stuff they've released it's for this all next album. It's all stuff. black, black lipstick, a lot of dark themes. She's trying to do and a Miley Miley transformation, a Miley pivot, except not slutty, like dark and disturbed. Edgy. Yeah. So edgy. Each album she's ominous. had, starting from the beginning, if you just go through it, has gotten more and more risque until yeah. now. I think this is going to be the tipping point. I think this is as far as she's going to go, and it's not going to be as commercially received, and then she's going to go start week working it back to country. What if she just takes this and goes down a path It leads her to, like, just she's doing screamo, like heavy metal, <laughs> real deal juggalo shit? I would love that shit. That'd be cool. That'd be so cool if she was just, like... Because you're right, every single album, she starts off... I think she was like 16 when her first... It was uh, like Tim McGraw. She's talking about Princess. Do you think Tim McGraw? Yeah, and then it was Fearless. Yeah, it was Fearless, which was probably... Yeah, and then it was Speak Now. They're all great. Fearless was sort of her, you know, Sergeant Peppers, I'd say. (laughs) I'm totally in agreement. And then then you you hit... uh, Speak Now. The next one, which was sort of her her help. Okay. If we're still keeping with the Beatles. And then... She had totally spun off if we continue her history. Red was next, mm-hmm. I believe. No, it was, ni- it was Red before 1989. Yeah. I believe Red yeah. was before 1989. I'm this incredibly was, impressed by this, by This, by the this way. was, New Heisel and I talk about Taylor Swift often. Uh, this was when she was like, okay, I'm less country, I'm more pop now. We've all still bought in. 1989 is when she lost me because she was like, everything's just, it sounds computerized. It sounds like people who did surveys with, uh, what do you call those groups? Like survey groups, survey monkey, survey monkey. She survey monkey. Like, how does this lyric make you feel? Yeah. And unless the answer was like, sexual, excited, yeah. like I want to jump, <laughs> not like shake it off. It's like, come on. So I and and I can only imagine that this is going to be one step further. I'm excited for her resurgence. Hopefully, as a screamer person. Her transformation. The transformation has been serious. It started out just listening to music and a guy with a truck, and now. The hands are in her hair, and the clothes are in her room. Yes, <laughs> she's yes. Getting she's, serious. She's starting feuds with Katy Perry. <laughs> she's dating 
DJs and villains from comic book movies. She's <laughs> she's trying to be Pete Wentz. It's a whole thing. She's all over. But that was the last one. That was news with Neil. Okie dokie. Now we got our next segment, which is Script Doctor. This is the segment uh, where we look through Hollywood movies. And I don't know why I call them Hollywood movies. It's not like we look through Bollywood, <laughs> Hollywood. movies. But we look, Texas. We look, Hollywood. We look through movies, especially ones that did not do so well reception-wise, how people did not really like them, and then we just offer our quick note. We come up with suggestions what, to how, what could have made it better. Exactly. So that's what we're going to do. Um, does anybody have a script doctor today? I got one. Henry, let's hear your script doctor. So I, I really hated this movie, and a lot of people were like blown away that I didn't like it. I saw it with New, and I, we all walked out, everyone I saw it with, very disappointed. And I'm, I don't know if I was in the right, wrong mood or something, but uh, Nightcrawler with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. my guy Jake Gyllenhaal. I Jake couldn't G. stand it. JG. Could not stand it. I hated it. So I thought it was just creepy and boring and long and slow. Everyone was like, oh, no, it was so cool. He was so creepy. He's the, if you haven't seen it, he's just a guy looking for work, basically. Can't find anything. He's a total creep. He ends up becoming like a news photographer where he takes just footage of car crashes and shit and sends it to the news and he makes mm. money. Ends up being this. Not even diabolical, just kind of a creepy guy. So that was kind of my problem with the whole thing was nothing happens except for the guy's a little weird. So my suggestion was to, if you're not going to have anything happen, put some flashbacks in. I'm thinking make the movie like an hour longer and put it, have a lot of it be flashbacks. He's got some messed up childhood, some, some messed up high school moment, something. He's weird. So this is the rare script doctor where... You're actually suggesting that this movie you didn't like, you want to be longer. Yeah. Well, I, maybe it's not longer. You got to like take apart half of or take away half of him just doing weird shit and put in <laughs> why he's doing the weird stuff. Because I'm sure there could be a cool story of why he slicks back his hair all the time and says uh, creepy stuff. Yeah. Jack brings up a good point, though, because I was going to say I, comp- I, I need some explanation. I need some origin mm-hmm. as to why yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal is yeah. just weirdo. Uh, but I don't know if I could do another hour. Well, not not an hour to the of movie. Of Gyllenhaal being the psycho that he is in that. Movie. It wouldn't be a three-hour movie. I'm saying <laughs> take away an hour, put in an hour of flashback. Give me really quick. What what what's the flashback gonna look like? What are you picturing right now? I'm picturing him like playing with his blocks, and then his mom comes home with like drunk with some some guy, and she's mm. like like the guy like smacked him in the head and like burns him with a <laughs> cigarette or something. But Tim is old as time. That's, that's what I'm thinking. You are fucked up, Henry. Yeah, well, he is too. Jake G. I actually didn't even see the movie. Too much sepia tone. I saw Drive and I was like, you know what? That's a little much. So I have a script doctor. Um, Mine is for uh, Baywatch. Still haven't seen it. It's the one with uh, The Rock. Okay, so the remake. The remake of Baywatch. I've not seen it either. I'm I'm, I'm not going to try to touch the uh, classic TV show because God knows that needs no touching. I did see this movie though, so I'm excited for you to bounce this off me. Okay, so Baywatch, I never saw it, but my... From the trailer alone, from what I've heard from other people, basically, they're lifeguards, and it's about a drug ring, them kind of almost putting their detective hats on and uh, going after a drug ring. Am I correct? You're absolutely correct. I have a question. First half hour, more lifeguards. Back hour and a half, more vigilantes. I have a question. From the trailer I got, isn't it like part of the joke is like half of them... Like, we got to go solve the crime. And, like, Zac Efron's like, what? Let's just go to the beach. Zac Efron, for the first three acts of the movie, is team, we're just lifeguards. Okay, so that's And Dwayne's like, you have a responsibility to these people. And it's like, cool it, Dwayne. (laughs) The FBI, everybody's asking you to stop it. Dwayne, you're playing a character from another one of your movies. My script doctor for this? Caddyshack it. 
I think I think this is where you Caddyshack. It just it, there's not a lot happens. There's sort of a beginning, middle, end, but it's basically just like, hey, we're set at a golf course. Here's a bunch of caddies. Here's a bunch of funny rich guys golfing. What happens? I think you keep it on the beach. I think you keep keep it a comedy, obviously. Make fun of the fact that everything was in slow motion and all that stuff like that. For pretty much every like local beach, which I think was it a local beach? Was it's it like, a local Miami beach, yeah. Local beaches have just like the funniest community things ever. There's like the kids who go boogie boarding every day, the people who like are constantly throwing the frisbee, the people who are always digging holes with shovels on the beach. For some reason, no, I don't try sure to. They got plot. some guys going around with metal detectors. They've got some of the stereotypes happening. Yeah. Don't, I, don't don't try to force plot though. You're saying. Right? I think you explore that space. I think that's funny enough, and I think you put Zac Efron, Alexandra Daddario, all those people. We get the beach. Just in there. We don't need a beginning, middle, end in this one. Yeah. I think they they, they got a little bit too bold trying to Twenty One Jump Street. Try to really guy. make it a movie. Yeah. yeah. So that that was my script, Doctor. Uh, we'll finish up then with my script, Doctor. I'm just going to go ahead and say my take, too, and then we'll go in and kind of explain it. But, Jack, I kind of pulled this thing from you as well. Fast and Furious. We've been watched, uh, we watched one of them this week. I think uh, Tokyo Drift, which is probably voted on the worst in the series. I think for sure it's the forgotten child. Still plenty watchable and entertaining if you've Mike got Winchell. a couple hours. But here's the point. Both that movie and every other movie... Uh, dive straight into the, it's all about the race cars but there's so much more happening there's a lot like more crime, yeah so let's completely get rid of the cars movie one they're doing quarter miles going back and forth against each straight. other mm-hmm. but by even by the end of that movie they're shooting the thing they're doing like they're taking over trucks they at have 80 like miles a spear an hour gun, which yeah. leads to like a almost like a zip line between cars in the first movie where i was like wait what and by the end of that movie vin diesel's a fugitive come yes. back vin diesel's completely out of the movie now it's paul walker but even that now all of a sudden they're getting hired by the uh FBI, right? To yeah, go he's bringing his buddies into the FBI. And inform yeah. on what's his face, the dude from the breakup. Uh, oh, I John love that guy. Yeah. No, 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 the no, redhead no. brother guy. Yeah. Oh, I love that guy. Yeah, that he's guy. the bad guy. Yeah. Love it's like that. a slick Miami race car, but not even race car, just a drug guy. So all these movies car are yeah. surface car movies, but then it's about so much more, and nobody has the qualifications to be doing what they're doing. By yeah. the most recent one, they're jumping out of planes with cars and doing all this shit, and yeah. they're basically. The most formal group of international spies, and they've done nothing but work in a uh, auto shop their entire life. I'm going to play off your suggestion. I got one too. Give them uniforms. Something. Dress them like the X Men or something. Okay. You know, they all like. I love Dom's white T-shirt and jeans. Give them like leather, like signature <laughs> shit. So I don't know if you guys know this. I, I'm sure we spend like you know 18 hours a day with each other, but. I've never seen any of the Fast yeah. and Furious ones. You're, you're I have one question for you. Which is more impressive than anything else. Yeah. That you yeah. avoided them for this long. Eh, it's, it's, nah. There's some there's pretty good. I mean, if you well, the thing is, FX running for too long, they'll just yeah. come on. It's, it's like spike. It's like ABC Family with Harry Potter where it's like, yeah. it's any weekend, so <laughs> Harry Potter marathon. But uh, I have one question for you guys. And the thing is, too, also, the reason why I haven't seen Fast and Furious, because I know I'm going to love them. I love The Expendables. I'm going to love Fast and Furious. But the reason why I am going to... Uh, or no, the one question I have for you guys is, do they wear driving gloves? Some of them do, kind of, but not really. None of the people in the crew do, though. You know, every now and then the crew, you'll see one of them put on a pair of like fingerless gloves or something. I never understood what driving gloves Vin do. Vin and Paul Because they're going so gloves. fast. No, Vin and Paul don't. But like, and uh, Paul, by the way, RIP. But they're going so fast that uh, like the wheel literally, you gotta, it would be burning your hand. Interesting. Yeah. I never understood driving gloves at all, but and now I know. Okay, so that was uh, Script Doctor. All right, now is our next segment, 
adult realizations. This is the segment where we go through movies that we watched as kids and kids are stupid. You know, you miss so much when you're watching movies as a kid. When you're a little kid, you don't understand what movies are about. There are bigger themes. There are themes in movies, apparently. <laughs> yeah, there are there are themes in movies. And not only that, sometimes there's like a scene in a movie that you did understand that you just went way over your head. Yeah. It was basically, there's like little end jokes that were strictly for the parent or babysitter who yes. was bringing the kid to that movie. So I actually have two quick adult realizations. My first one is in Mighty Ducks. Which one? The first one. Okay. Mm -hmm. We're in Minnesota. We're in Minnesota. That was my adult realization. It takes place in Minnesota. <laughs> no, my adult realization. <laughs> the whole time, you know, you're watching it. And you're thinking it's you know southeast United States. No, no, I'm kidding. It's, uh, it's uh, my adult realization is that uh, Gordon Bombay, he got a DUI in the beginning. So I like oh, I yeah. like knew that, but I didn't know that. You got a Dewey. Right. Yeah, he got a Dewey, and I love his sentencing. Was you got to go spend time with kids? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Get this kid away. Get this guy away from kids. S sir, you're an asshole, and you're tough to be around, and you're an, maybe an alcoholic. Can you still hold a stick? <laughs> yeah. His first move with the kids, by the way, is to drive the car on the ice. Yes. Where he's like, no, 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 no it'll be fine. With the limo. Yeah. Like. Fuck you, Gordon. What what happens when the ice breaks? The and he's round nine yeah. of these kids. And you tell your guy to go. <laughs> yeah, I, th that blew my mind too because just like the whole movie, I think I probably picked up that he got a DUI. I thought he just got like a speeding ticket. But they, anyway, they never bring it back though. You like you don't you'd expect for them to be like you know have a couple comments about like rehab or something or like how's how's the drinking going? It, was yeah. it a one time thing or yeah. did he have an issue? I don't remember at all. Well, Hans never makes it feel that way. It's just like you forgot about Minnesota. Well, Hans, you gotta come back. Hans is his. Uh, what do you call it? If you're in, in rehab, mentor. Um, uh, no, sponsor. 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 Hans is his sponsor. Is he in rehab? I don't. I, I made that up. I, don't think so. I didn't know that. I made that up. I totally made that up. But can't you see that? <laughs> oh, oh, bull bullshit. Yeah, I thought no. It's a guy from his childhood. But no, couldn't you also see it being like, uh, I'm gonna help you out. Like I'm gonna get you through your stuff. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, but it, in much the way that Gordon helps Charlie out with his shit, it's like it's he similar is he's Charlie's sponsor. <laughs> That's another thing you didn't realize. <laughs> Another quick thing I didn't really understand at the time was that Charlie is not that good. He's oh, like no. the bad one. Yeah, I didn't. Realize he's like that the either. worst kid on the team. Yeah. Well, he's like he's like the the like social. He's the he's the top of the social hierarchy of the team. Yeah. But like his skill, it's Banksy. It's all Banksy. It's all Banksy. And the only reason he got the C on his sweater is because uh, Coach Bombay is shipping his mom, porking his mom. Super uh, Aruzioni kind of deal. Yeah. Because Aruzioni was not the guy on that team. He was in the first scene. They're like, very Aruzioni. What are you doing, Walt? That guy's not even gonna make this team. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. What's your What's your next adult realization? My next adult realization is that in Hook. I thought about looking at Hook for this, and I was like, I think I got it pretty good. Watched Hook recently. One of the one one of the uh, my favorite movies as a child. One movie, th there's that whole movie is an adult realization. Very creative. But one one thing in my head, a, a scene that everybody loves from Hook is when they're eating dinner and there's nothing there because obviously these kids don't know how to uh, cook or you know like cultivate they're starving they, they don't know agriculture they're starving. They, they, they're starving children even though one of them is immensely obese big boy it's not funny and it's, so it's the scene where they're throwing stuff right before they start throwing stuff at each other uh pan played by robin williams and rufio played by the guy who plays rufio are have like this sort of like yo mama routine yeah they do where they're going at each other rufio is constantly gut checking uh Pan, yeah, okay. which they call Pan, by the way, which Chin is a he's, con he's constantly uh, giving him some some hot. What, what, uh, you can fly. You can, 
Can you crow? You can crow. <laughs> it's so good. I love that movie so much. But anyway, in that scene, they're just going back and forth. And and all of Rufio's insults, all of Rufio's insults are like fart sniffer, like dog breath, you know, just like really kind of, I would describe it as maybe elementary. I was about to say elementary. Insults. Yeah. Elementary. Uh, the... Peter's insults back to him are really real. Can you guys give me just what do you guys think his insults back to him are? I honestly don't remember. I, I, don't, I don't remember. But if it's Robin predict. Williams, I'm imagining. I'm, I'm something about being like an irresponsible kid. You're actually pretty close. Is he in dad mode? I'm, I'm not sure if he's in dad mode or pan mode. I sure? think it's about his sexual shortcomings. He is literally just him yelling occupations. What do you mean? His first one is, and, and I'm, I'm just going to pull up the clip really quick so that we, we can listen. Someone has a severe caca mouth. Do you know that? You are a fart factory. Sludge slime, sack of rat guts and cat vomit. Cheesy scab-picked pimple-squeezing finger bandage. A week-old maggot burger with everything on it and flies on the side. <laughs> Substitute chemistry teacher. Come on, Rufio, hit a mat. Mung tongue. Math tutor. Pinhead. Prison barber. Muddle lover. Nearsighted gynecologist. In your face, camel cake. In your rear, cow derriere. So basically, my point is his first. <laughs> Those are good. So basically, my point is the, the the whole scene starts off with Rufio basically being like fart sniffer, maggot breath. You eat this burger and it's gross. A lot gross. of words I didn't know. A lot of call them two pots. Yeah, you two pot. I, don't, <laughs> I missed that one. Robin Williams' first real response is substitute chemistry teacher. Yeah, which, which there's not even school in Neverland. It's also offensive yeah, yeah, to yeah. anybody who's ever <laughs> teaching is the most noble of professions. It's really difficult. And then his like his next one is like prison barber. Okay, again. I think it was, the next one was like math something. Math tutor. Yeah, like both of them are, dude, get off yeah. teachers. Nearsighted gynecologist. <laughs> what happened? Which nearsighted, okay? nearsighted gynecologist, okay, that, that like I'm sure, I, that's yeah, almost, That seems a little bit uh, that, <laughs> over the line. Well, that was, a, that was a joke for the parents in the in the seats. But my, my favorite part of the whole thing is he's he yells math tutor and then, or maybe it was right after his uh, third one, which was prison barber. And one of the kids goes, Come on, Rufio, hit him back. Yeah. As if they're volleying. <laughs> Rufio is smoking Yeah, you're this right. Hole. It's not a fair fight at all. So that completely went over my head that, like, this was just an, a totally weird scene. Whoever, like, if it was improv, I don't know, but, like, I just. Odd. That was an odd way to go Watching about Watching that now, that scene, I, at the end, I'd look at it say, what? Yeah. <laughs> it's been probably 12 years since I've seen this movie. Which we gotta rewatch it. That's a sentence that really ages me. We gotta rewatch it. But you gotta it. remind me, why is Rufio so pissed off? Well, because he thinks Pan left, Pan's kind of got to win the boys back. Yeah. Rufio sort of has a... He's got like... Is this like a Captain Barbosa first mate mutiny kinda, situation? Kind of. Not a mutiny. Sort of, but it wasn't a mutiny. I think it was more, look look at the is, mess you left me with. It's sort of a... It's also, is this really you? They're kind of like, is that you're not even Pan. You can't even you can crow. You can't even fly. <laughs> Okie dokie. So that was the podcast. Uh, we did a ton of stuff. You guys can check out more. Next Monday, we'll be releasing episode three of this podcast. On Wednesday, we will be releasing our full fantasy football the draft. draft. Uh, also, later today or just kind of like right now, we're also releasing the extended cut of our Morning Throners 
discussion. It's like 30 or 40 minutes. Full I, Thrones edition. I don't know. We haven't cut it up together, yeah. together yet, but <laughs> I'm, guess, long. I'm guessing it's, it's anywhere between like 20 to like two and a half hours. Yeah, it's long. We talked. And it's dense. It's good, too. It's like Meaty. A, it's, it's, Boy, is it funny. It's about as dense as a dictionary. You're going to be yeah. just listening to it and be like, and the definition of aardvark is. It's terrible. Um, it's and about then, as dense as the King James Bible. Yeah. <laughs> about as dense as they get. But so the, we do that. And then um, we're also releasing sketches on Tuesday and Thursday. Boom. Sketches on Tuesday and Thursday. Uh, Checkpoolbycomedy.com. We're always, you know, writing extra stuff, releasing extra stuff. stuff. We're just doing stuff. Um, anything else? Oh, follow us on, uh, we got that Twitter thing going. Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, everything. Our Twitter gets most of its action during Bachelor in Paradise. We're good. Yeah, and we're just fans, really. <laughs> Which just, also, tune in. Yeah. Monday, Tuesday. Yeah. Tonight and tomorrow. Not that ABC's paying us. Which ABC. they're not. Yet. Nor is Campos Tacos. Their tacos are just really good. Go check it out. Oh, I forgot to mention that this... Uh, this podcast is brought to you by UPS because everything's brought to you by UPS. There we go. Also FedEx and the United States Postal Service. Thank you, mailman. This one's dedicated to you. And Lanzini's Pizza as they deliver for free. They all, Do they deliver for, for free? They do. Yeah. Do they not? They, I don't know. They just deliver a lot to us. <laughs> I, don't know. I think I'm paying them. Well, they're good guys. <laughs> I like them. They're good. You know what? They're good guys. <laughs> Lanzini's Pizza sponsoring the podcast. <laughs> Thank you, Lanzini's. Uh, and, I mean, that's the podcast. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about? No, that about plug? covers it. We got a new uh, segment coming up next week, hypothetically. We're just going to talk about what happens if we put ourselves, our stupid, meek, similar to reek cells in various <laughs> movie, si- si- movie situations. So uh, join us next week. In the meantime, what do, you, what do you think we should do? Bowling time. I feel like I tipped that one too much. Yeah, let's go bowling. Let's do it. You want to read the... Yeah, <laughs> fuck it. Let's do. Let's actually bowl this time. <laughs> I'll bowl. Oh, I'll bowl, baby. Oh, you want to bowl? <laughs> we got it. We got it. Let's go bowl. Let's, let's go bowl. <laughs>